Good morning, everybody. This is Judith Eichhoff. You're listening to Mad Love. Let's get into it. I may yawn. For some reason, I was up at like, I fell asleep early like normal. And then I was up for like two hours. I helped my mom out of the bathroom. No drama. Guys, it was amazing. What a miraculous night. I prayed. I was like, God, please, no issues with with incontinence. You know, the the depends the are great, but she won't always put one on. Like, even the caregiver couldn't get it on her yesterday. So it's like, okay. And she's wearing some little strange giddy up today. Um, yesterday and today, she decided to wear a shirt as pants. I mean, it's a lot like having a toddler. Yeah, I could dress myself. Okay. And they come out with those crazy outfits. But yeah, uh, she had started to do weird stuff like wear her shoes on the wrong feet. It, it's been quite an adventure. And as you guys know, I really value my brain and I want to prevent as many people as possible getting this disease. Please take care of your brain. Stop drinking and smoking. Um, learn to love mushrooms. I heard a phrase, every time you eat a mushroom, you make your brain better. I mean, the reality is you might just live and be alive for a long, long time. And you want your faculties. Because I'm telling you, my mom would be mortified. Mortified if she saw a quarter of the stuff she was doing. She would just, like, crawl in a hole and die for real. So... But anyway, we've had a couple of peaceful days. I mean, she was so sweet yesterday, Um, and she stayed sweet. It was nice the whole day and night. Not a lot of fighting, not a lot of pushback, not a lot of problems. It was nice and uh, uh, a pleasant, the best Christmas gift I can receive. No kidding. Because there was one point, you know, between the explosive diarrhea on Monday uh, and one point on Wednesday where I was like, Ma, please stop talking. I really, I just really have had enough. <laughs> it's like, you know, she was so sassy and smart assy. It was weird because she was so sweet early in the day. But thankfully yesterday, she just stayed sweet. It was nice. So I'm celebrating that victory. Anyway, uh, it, it doesn't take much to scroll around and see that people are coming forward against T.D. Jakes. Uh, T.D. Jakes was Puffy's spiritual advisor, which we have to say is a fail, uh, allegedly. If all the stuff that Puffy's been accused of just by Cassie is true, I'm not sure what kind of spiritual work T.D. Jakes was doing. I mean, that advice had to be some of the worst ever. So I'm not sure what's going on. Uh, of course, I'll, I'm not, I'm not saying that these people are guilty. I'm just the court of public opinion, but you have to know. And I know that when you settle a lawsuit, you're not admitting guilt, but you're not defending yourself either. And he settled that really quick and I quickly, and it's because I'm sure he thought she was bluffing. Like she, you know, she, he was well aware of the lawsuit these kind of things don't just happen overnight and so he was aware of it and she had probably reached out to him like yo and then I think she probably just mustered the courage like okay well if if you're that arrogant and you think I'm embarrassed because I'm the victim well here you go and so he's on his heels right now 
But I'm telling you, the people who've been protecting him are about to have cut him loose. They're going to cut him loose because he's bringing way too much attention to the rest of the group. He's not the only one. People aren't doing this stuff in a vacuum. You know, bad behavior is happening across uh, everywhere, across the landscape of American culture. Uh, It's permeated all of our workplaces. It's permeated everybody's, you know, life in some way because that has become the, the toxic American culture. Everybody is fending for themselves. This is what it looks like, you know, people taking credit for other people's work. People flat out stealing other people's ideas and thinking nobody will notice or say anything. You know, people being pimped out, uh, literally and figuratively, people being used. And things turn, tables turn. People are waking up and starting to realize, like, well, some of the stuff I've been looking at or listening to is truly not healthy. You know, I keep throwing around the word demonic because I believe a lot of it is demonic. But more than anything, it's not good for you. It's not healthy for you. These kids are running around listening to this music that tunes them up to go kill somebody. You know, one of my friends, she was like, oh, let me listen because Judy always saying that. And then she was like, oh, my God, she was right. And I know I'm right because I, I deal with a lot of people in a certain age group. And I, you know, listen to stuff they're listening to. At least I I can't listen to it on a regular basis like a fan. But I, I hear that that's what they like, so I go listen to it and see if I like it. And a lot of it I don't like. A lot of it I can't like. I'm in my 50s. I can't be singing some of the shit that these girls sing. I mean, female rap has really fallen down a hole. <laughs> that's funny. Yeah, I mean, it's it went from... Queen Latifah and Ladies in Power. Who you calling a bitch? To like, I am the baddest bitch. I am the bitch. You know, it's subtle, but it's there. You know, it's like degrading and humiliating. And then the women do it to themselves. Because Queen Latifah had a very big song. It was like, who you calling a bitch? You and I, T.Y. You're welcome. I don't know. Now... These girls call themselves a whole bunch of stuff. And, you know, as soon as I saw the title WAP, I was like, oh, I'll never listen to this song. I don't need to listen to them degrade and humiliate themselves. I don't see myself anywhere in this music. So it's fascinating. It's fascinating. And, you know, I just feel like we're in a reckoning period. I don't know what T.D. Jakes has or has not done. I don't know what Puffy has or has not done. You see these things, you read these things, and the fact that the nobody in the public media, the mainstream media, was ever going to say anything lets you know. Everybody's been bought and paid for. I mean, you used to see investigative journalism everywhere, and now you don't see it hardly anywhere. So nobody was going to say anything. And people tell you not to watch TikTok, And I don't know, maybe the Chinese government is spying on me. I don't know. But I get more news from TikTok than I get from the news. (laughs) I don't even try to watch that anymore. It's just propaganda. So now you've got citizen journalists, people who may not know all the King's English, may not understand all the words they're trying to use and mispronounce shit to be damned. But 
they are doing investigative work. And I applaud them. They are pulling out receipts. They are showing their work. And they are committed to getting people the truth. There's nothing wrong with knowing the truth. When people are afraid of the truth, that you already know. You lose them right there. When people don't want to tell you the truth, that's an L. You've lost. Because that means their moral compass isn't lining up with yours. It's, it's infuriating when people lie to me. I, I don't have a lot of things that just make me instantly angry, but lying is one of them. And it's like, don't lie to me. Like, don't play games with me. Don't try to make me think one thing. Or, or I really hate when people lie to my face and think I'm not smart enough to figure it out. That's infuriating. Um, but also, don't lie to yourself. And you got people up here talking crazy. There was one T.D. Jakes quote that I liked, and I, I think I mentioned it on this podcast several times, where where your your uh, you can't even fool yourself. You know that you're not going to get up and do what you said that you were getting ready to do. I can't say that he's never spoken a word that was interesting to me, but I will say there is a clear line of demarcation for me. Like, I would say within the last 10 or 15 years, his work took a different tone. Just like Beyonce. I was listening to early Beyonce, and granted, you know, I think her first solo record that really went big was looking so crazy right now. Like, that was a good pop fun record. And she stayed fun up until the early teens, the early 2000 teens. Like, I remember she went dark around 2014, 2015. Something happened to her that, that changed her music and it changed her. And, uh... I've been drinking. I've been drinking. Like, she just, her whole tone got dark. She really reminds me of the character of Sister and Sparkle, the good one, not the remake. The good Sparkle, the original with Irene Cara and uh, the beautiful Lynette McKee. Um, Very, very, very good movie. Simplistic, simple, but good. I enjoyed it. My sister hit me to that one. I remember I used to come on Channel 11. It was a good one. So, anyway, uh, that's who Beyonce is reminding me of. Sister Can't Fly on One Wing. Because she went from this beautiful, uh, healthy, happy with her family, singing songs. Uh, and then she got with, what was this? He had like a horrible name, too. It was like obvious he was the bad guy. I want to say it was like Snake or... Kong or something like that it was like pretty obvious. Silk, maybe it was a Silk. Anyway, Silk the pimp got uh, uh, Sparkle's sister hooked on drugs, and she just, you know, by the end of the movie, she she is not the same character that she was, um, you know, when she was singing with her family. So yeah, I don't know. I'm not making any uh, accusations. I don't know Jay Z. Um, there's lots of stories about him on YouTube as well. And people say that Sean Carter and Sean Combs are very close. So I don't know. Birds of a feather, though. I don't know any of these people. I tell you the people I know. 
I don't know them too. And uh, I only had, a, I was only friends with Puff's roommate at Howard, and he didn't have any stories. He was just worried Sean was not going to have a good career after he left school. So we know that was a bust. But here's the moral of the story. If you're out here and you have a dream and you have goals, go for it. Go for it, but you got to decide. You got to decide if it's God's work or somebody else's work. And that's up to you. You have free will. But, you know, there's a reason why it's a phrase called hell to pay. Uh, I'm not interested in that. I have taken the longest route possible to my career of my dreams. And I think about it. I'd rather it be like this than have made a pledge to go dark and go to the devil uh, in my 20s. You know, I have never, I think Matthew Perry had one of his last phrases or something in his book. Let's put it that way. He wrote something in his book where he was desperate for work and he said something like, God, I'll just do anything to to be famous, which sounds crazy. Like, why would I would never say that? But I have been around enough famous people to know why I would never say that. Because when you make a Faustian deal like that, even though you think you're making the deal with God, when you say you will just do anything, you know, you're also inviting uh, evil energy in, you know, because God, God wouldn't want you to say something crazy like that. You know, that energy that is God is source. And when you say stuff like I will do anything to get famous, not only are you saying you don't feel famous and you don't already feel like you have what you want, you're willing to accept anything. When has that ever turned out good? When's the last time you were like, I'll just take anything? Like, Have you ever walked up to Target and be like, you're giving something away? Oh, I'll just take anything. <laughs> like, that's never, ever worked out. I would never go up to anybody or God and say, I'll just take anything to get famous. That right there is cold for penis in the butt to me. <laughs> I mean, you know what I mean? I'll just take anything. You could just spit on me Game of Thrones style. Shame, shame, shame. Yeah, no. I, it's too much Catholic school and church in me to, to hear that sense and not shudder and think, God, what kind of deal did you think you were cutting? Like, that's not smart. And I, it's never occurred to me to say anything like that. I mean, I want to make movies because I have something to say. Obviously, there's what, 1500 plus episodes of this podcast. The fact that people may want to listen to it, that's another ball of wax. But I have things to say. I have stories to tell. That's why it's so ridiculous that they keep remaking the same stories. Why is there another color purple movie? Oh, but it's based off the musical. Okay, it was a success. It was a successful Broadway musical. Leave it alone. I don't want to watch that. I didn't want to watch the musical. I don't want to see a musical version of Color Purple. I enjoyed the first movie. Fucking leave it alone. Same with like Indiana Jones. I don't want to watch an old ass Harrison Ford and a I, stop, stop remaking the same fucking movies. I don't want to see any of the Disney remakes with humans that are culturally correct or whatever, politically correct. I don't even know. 
I don't like that. And I, the, they're giving people the impression that there's just nothing else to show. There's nothing to see here. There's no new talent. There's no new voices. There's no new stories. There's billions of people on this planet. And a few of us are crazy enough to want to be screenwriters and filmmakers. We got stories. We got stories. You just got to want to give us a platform to tell them. And that's where we are right now, right after on the heels of these strikes. They're talking about merging Warner Brothers that just merged with Discovery. They're talking about merging all of that with Paramount. Come on. You're trying to tell me these studios ain't hurting. And I called it. I told you they were going to be hurting. Because they, they're like people who've run up their credit cards and they can't miss a payment. I've been that person, by the way. <laughs> you can't miss a payment. But you can't use the card either because it's, it's to the max. But you can't miss anything. These film companies are like that, but it ain't no couple thousand or $500 here or there. It's like a couple of billion. Whole economies will go bankrupt if these companies don't figure it out. But, you know, they need to implode to go small again. They're too big. And then they're dancing around Larry Fink and all his goofy ideas uh, and all these whims of these other billionaires just to try to get their money. So they'll keep investing in movies so they can keep this thing afloat. And the problem is you may be running a studio that's hemorrhaging cash. Yet, if you're the CEO, you're still making $40 million a year, plus options and some other bonus. Like, that's wrong. That's wrong. And until you're willing to fix that, then shut up. We're not having a real conversation. Stop talking. You're lying. So, there's stories out here. I got a bunch. A bunch. But... You know, somebody's going to have to come to me with a real offer that's not attached to Satan. Otherwise, I'm going to just start filming where I am. And it's going to be quite interesting. I just, I got to move some things around. But it's going to get interesting. Like I said, 2024 should be lit. In a lot of ways. It's going to be very, very fascinating. And I'm an intellect. And I love seeing crazy shit happen so I can break it down intellectually. Whether it's an intellectual thing or not. So, I'm excited. But yeah, there's stories to be told. To stop bullshitting the American people in the world. Hire some writers that have talent that haven't had a chance yet. I'm one of those people. You know, keep making this shit over and over again. And what's Taraji and Oprah seem to be having a beef. And I'm going to guess, can Taraji backtrack and put out something nice? Like, no, no, we're not having a beef. But it's obvious that there's something going on, and that's okay. Uh, just, you know, we know that you have issues with your payment. And you, she's the, a producer, and she's putting herself as the person who put all this together. You know, and Oprah prefers people to come at her like, you know, the God. Like, you put me on, you, she really has a kiss her ring, uh, energy about her you know like Fantasia like Fantasia and this other girl from the oranges the new black she I don't even know her name see they they have that energy and Fantasia definitely had it when the play went on 
when when color purple was happening she was like you know mother oprah thank you and and i found that there are some people in the world based off of their backgrounds and i'm going to guess it has to come from this abusive background that she comes from that she shared with us over the years um that feeds this insecurity like if you don't worship me i view that as some sort of betrayal like she probably has emotional trust issues you know and no one if you notice oprah doesn't allow a lot of people to ask her questions i don't know that she sat down for very many interviews about something that wasn't specific like color purple like yeah she made herself very available for all of that publicity and anything that she's the producer of she makes herself available to talk about that but i feel like she feels like she gave everything she wanted to give to the public through her television show and that's all we're entitled to and so you know she's one of those people she's a lot like beyonce where you feel like you know so much about her but you don't really know her like we don't really know a lot about oprah outside of what she told us on her television show so i'm guessing that taraji is is way more real than that and i'm sure she's one of those people that's like you know this is how we're gonna be huh you know, and, um, you know, that's my Howard sister. And, and I, and I feel like Taraji wears a lot of her heart on her sleeve. And Oprah is a person that makes you think she's wearing her heart on her sleeve, but she's not. It's not a heart. If you look closely, that's not a heart shape. Something else. She keeps a lot of things too close to her vest. And so she trusts very few people. And when you aren't, you know, kissing her ring, kneeling and bowing, she feels a kind of way. I actually have known other people like that. There are other like bosses like that, people who run companies and uh, run offices. They are like that. They view any kind of we're not best friends as a slight or you don't look up to me. And so now you're on my list, which is weird. It's very narcissistic. But uh, I'll be curious to see how this comes about because Taraji made a point to to put out an apology. Oprah did this and that, and it only took one phone call. But uh, it's already out there now, sis. (laughs) And the reality is this is a very, very, very broken system, you know. And the black people who participate in the film community are also broken, Um, you know. And if she has a number and Taraji has enough of a name and her number, if it's the same number she's been saying, it's not crazy. It's not a number. It's not even over a million dollars for a project. I mean, Taraji's been nominated for awards. People know her. Her shows have been hits. You may not like her, but she has a following. You know, it's weird. It's very strange how this business works. And she, she's got a great explanation or two on, on Twitter or, no, TikTok, where she's just like, this is the only business where they make you prove, if especially if you're a woman of color, like they, oh, you had success, do it again. Oh, you had some success, do it again. Like, they don't make, uh, you know, Julia Roberts didn't have to do it again. She made a lot of 
good and not good, hits and not hits after Pretty Woman. But she didn't have to prove she was a star again. We watched her become a star on screen in Pretty Woman. She was fantastic. And I, you know, have the issues that you have with the movie as an adult. Yes, she was a hooker. Yes, it's a it's a hooker fantasy. Like <laughs> that never happens. However, it was well written and well cast and a good movie. And she became a star on screen in front of us in that movie. And she didn't have to do that again. But Taraji keeps having to do that. And she's not the only actress like that. You know? So, especially of color. And it's a shame. Viola Davis comes to mind. Viola Davis has had an incredible career. And there's still people who would make her uh, audition for a role. Or make her negotiate for her salary. Fuck off. All right, everybody. I was getting ready to say I was going to have a short show, but it didn't get short. It got bigger. That's what she said. Um, yeah, I I don't know. I get passionate and I keep talking. I told you, I got stuff to say. I hope you have an amazing Christmas. Uh, it just has really snuck up, but I'm super excited. I'm going to be hosting a very small family. I have a very small family gathering on the 24th, so I'm excited about that. Um, And I found a place that's going to smoke us some chicken wings. Praise be. I'm excited. My cousin mentioned chicken wings. Like, she mentioned smoked chicken wings, like, a week ago, like, on Monday. And the whole time, I've been like, I got to get me some smoked chicken wings. It just sounded good, right? And she's going to do some other dishes, and I'm going to make some mac and cheese. And um, this place also does a fried turkey. I might be trying to some fried turkey. That's the only other time I'm going to try turkey. I am over turkey. So, uh, but I haven't had a deep fried one and I hear they're delicious. So at some point I'm going to buy a turkey from this place. Uh, Just sharing. Just sharing. All right, everybody. Have an amazing holiday. Uh, Jesus is the reason for the season. Don't forget, however you interpret Christ. Uh, in your life, um, or however you don't interpret Christ, recognize that this is a holy time. That's what a holiday is. And uh, happy Hanukkah, happy Kwanzaa, whatever you're into, you know, just know that it's a time of peace. It's a time to uh, make peace with what you did or did not do in 2023. And you got a week to really hammer some more things down. I know I do. I want to finish a couple things. I don't know if I'll get them finished, but I need to make more headway. Um, But I'm excited about 2024. It's going to be lit. And I want to see you and me in the winner's circle. So have an amazing holiday. Love the people that love you. Be safe. And we'll meet back here next week. All right? All right.